Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs and professionals to make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategist. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. Well, I'm very excited to launch a brand new program It's called the 90-Day Finance Blitz. I'm only going to be offering this program for a very limited time. I can promise you guys that the price of this will absolutely go up by quite a bit. It's a very special pricing to get you off to a great start with your investing strategy. I'm going to tell you guys exactly what you're going to get here. The whole principle of this is you get one-to-one specific guidance directly from me. I'm going to educate you. We're going to discuss strategy on all kinds of financial decisions with three separate one-hour, one-to-one coaching sessions via Zoom, one once a month for the 90-day period. We're going to discuss your overall vision and goals for your portfolio. We're going to talk about the three habits, and we're going to dial these in for you specifically. Number one, how to better live below your means to create more investable dollars. We're going to talk strategies on how to increase your income through increasing your skills. We're going to strategize on some changes that you could be potentially making inside of your businesses or inside of your careers to grow your most important asset, which is your own earning power. And then the third habit, we're going to talk about is how to invest and acquire and buying multiple streams of assets that create multiple streams of income. I'm going to give you my investment research to help you make decisions on various investments, including stock picks, cryptocurrency, private placements, and even artificially intelligent guided trades in the crypto space. You're going to have unlimited text support throughout the 90-day program to answer your financial and entrepreneurial growth questions. I'm going to give you specific instructions on how to access special investment opportunities that are not normally available to the general public. In addition to really stack the value for you, you're going to get instantaneous access to both of my online learning programs, the Indestructible Wealth Builder and the Advanced Indestructible Wealth Builder. If you're interested in learning more about if this could be a good fit for you and for me too, I'm not going to take everybody that applies. I can promise that. To explore, book a free strategy call. Just go to my website, myindestructiblewealth.com. There's a link right at the upper right-hand corner. It says book a call. You can have access to my scheduling link. Go book your call. The next 10 people that jump on this offer you're going to get incredible, incredible value with the pricing. And then the next 10, it's going to jump up a bit. And then the next 10, it's going to jump up even more. So you definitely want to act now while the prices are going to be the lowest that they'll ever be. And and I can tell you and promise you that one-to-one coaching is not something that I'm going to be offering for a long period of time. If you want direct access to me, this is your chance. I would jump on it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Indestructible Wealth. And today I must give you an update on what bomb just was dropped in the crypto markets. If you've been following me and really paying attention to what I have to say about crypto, you know that I love it. I believe in the long-term usage case for Bitcoin and a host of other cryptocurrencies. 
that has absolutely not changed and not wavered. And I will not waver from that. However, it is a very young asset class. And with that, you're going to see tremendous volatility, meaning the up and down price movements are really going to be quite staggering. The early days of the stock market were no different. It was exactly like what we're experiencing right now. It's painful to talk about, you know, a bomb being dropped in the market. I love and believe in, but this is the reality of investing into riskier assets that are young and that still have not gone through a lot of the evolution that other asset classes have already gone through. So what just happened over the last few days, it all has to do with a trading platform called FTX. It's one of the largest crypto exchanges in the world. It's in the top five in volume of crypto exchanges. You've probably seen its name all over the place. It's been sponsoring a bunch of different deals. And it's also been doing a bunch of high-profile lobbying on behalf of the crypto industry. In fact, he donated multiple millions to the Joe Biden presidential campaign. Here's the deal, you guys. Again, I just want to reiterate, this is why I've only told you to invest no more than 10% of your total investable dollars into the crypto space. Because anything more than that, with a young asset, highly volatile asset class that hasn't yet reached mass adoption you're going to see tremendous up and down price movements, right? So I don't want to keep beating a dead horse, but I just want to make sure you guys have been clear if you track back to everything I've ever said about crypto. In most cases, maybe I'm forgetful at times, but in most cases I say, hey guys, you know, be careful. Don't invest more than 10%. I mean, if you want to be really super ultra aggressive and you love the asset class, you understand it, you've been researching it. Yeah, go up to 20%. But you know, you're definitely going to see some, you know, big drawdowns in this. And it's just very common, right? So long story short, FTX is owned by Sam Bankman Freed. He's called SBF for short. He's the majority owner. And he also owns a trading firm called Alameda. Alameda supposedly has about 15 billion in assets on his balance sheet. Well, anyway, it came out last week that his asset book was leaked. Somebody got a hold of their balance sheet and their financials. And it came out that many of its assets were backed by FTX's own token. So why is that such a problem? Well, when you're backing 30, 40, maybe more percentage of your total asset book, customers' assets with tokens that you essentially printed out of nowhere, it makes the rest of your partners a bit concerned about the value of your collateral, and rightly so. On top of that, it came out that Alameda had been taking out lines of credit and leveraging against these assets, meaning they were borrowing against assets that they did not own, customer assets, you guys. So what that did, it really opened up FTX and Alameda to an attack. Once the rest of the industry saw just how dependent they were on the value of their printed out of thin air token called FTT, all bets were off. So Z, who runs Binance, his name is Chengpeng Zhao, <laughs> they call him Z. He is the biggest offshore crypto exchange in the world, Binance. He said, look, we're going to dump half a billion dollars of your tokens. He compared FTX and the FTT token to Luna, also known as Terra, which collapsed and basically went into a total death spiral. So then everybody started pulling their money off FTX. Now, FTX isn't a bank. It's a brokerage firm. In a traditional brokerage firm, if everybody were to try to pull their money off their brokerage account, theoretically, they should be able to do so. 
Obviously, brokers lend out your stock and they have the stock loan departments, but they also have the ability to call those stocks in at any time that they want to. So every dollar in, this is critical, should be matched with a dollar out. The only time that's not true is in banking because banking uses what's called fractional reserves. I don't want to get into the weeds on that, but they're never in a position where if everybody comes and asks for their money, they can give you your money. But brokerage firms are different. Brokerage firms are supposed to have the capital segregated meaning they're going to have everything separated so the assets that they have on the books match the liabilities or the loans that they have out. FTX has even come out and said that it doesn't trade with the customer's capital. Well, that's really clearly not true because it received something like $6 billion requests to pull money off the exchange. And if it truly had separate accounts, if it truly wasn't trading on those assets, which means you know they're borrowing against your customer's assets, well, it should have no problem to give everybody their money back. Sure, it would hurt bad from a liquidity standpoint, but it should have ample liquidity to do that. What is liquidity? You know, cash, reserves, okay? So the fact that it didn't suggests that FTX was engaging in, <laughs> let's call it behavior that wasn't in the best interest of its clients. What's the fallout of this? The fallout is that SBF, Sam has had to sell his FDX, his crown jewel responsible for 90% of the revenue of his business, to Z, who runs Binance. Well, that worked until it didn't. Binance came out and said it, it signed a non-binding LOI, a letter of intent, which basically means nothing. It means we're going to take a look at this deal. If we like it, we'll buy it. If we don't like it, we're going to pull out. Well, they took a look at it and they didn't like it. <laughs> they said this is beyond our ability to help. Again, the problem here and the problems that we've been seeing over the last year in crypto with the collapse of Luna, with the collapse of Celsius Exchange, they have not been crypto problems. They've been centralized finance, greed-based lying problems, very human problems that we have in the traditional financial industry. And the beauty of crypto is that there's no one out there to rescue you. There is no Federal Reserve. There's no SEC to help resolve. So if you don't run a good business, crypto will destroy you. If you're stupid enough to use massive leverage on assets that can drop 80% overnight, which is what happened to the FTT token, <laughs> well, um, you're kind of a dumbass and you deserve to lose everything. Sorry to be so harsh. I don't think that's directed at anybody listening here today. That's to the greedy guys that are running these centralized exchanges that are going bust. That's the unforgiving nature of crypto that people will try to vilify crypto for. And that's a mistake. It's the beauty of crypto. It's capitalism in its purest form. It's the type of capitalism that America was built on, the type of capitalism that you can't you know, go run to your mama to bail you out if you've been a complete and total idiot. Well... SPF was a complete and total idiot. You can't build a trading firm on a token that you issue that has no direct value and isn't backed by anything. So for Sam Bankman-Fried to do that and then stand there trying to bail everybody else out and spending all his money, putting the FTX name on every stadium on the planet, it's just 100 layers of dumb. So there's going to be some fallout from this. Everything's going down. We don't know how leveraged it was. FTX, we have no idea how leveraged it was. It probably borrowed tons of money from a bunch of different players. Those players' books are not accessible. So we don't know who owes who what. It's very similar to what we saw back in 2008 and 9 with those credit default swaps where nobody really knew who had the liability because, well, it was also difficult to kind of reconcile. 
And that's the exact opposite of the philosophy of what crypto was built on. So over the next few days, weeks, and months, you may see some more firms just blow up. You're going to see a lot of people having to unwind positions and be forced to sell. Yesterday, we saw Bitcoin make a new low. It went down to 15500 It pumped back up again. And now it's trading pretty consistently in the 16s. Is it going to go lower from here? Well, I don't think anybody really knows. We're going to see some additional for selling, but then we also have institutional buyers in the market like BlackRock that are in all likelihood that they're going to take advantage of this weakness and scoop it right back up. So I cannot tell you to not continue buying Bitcoin and Ethereum. I think these prices are incredible if we zoom out over a five-year play. Would I go all in right now? No. I would be buying in increments. I'd be buying some right now. I'd be looking at putting in orders to where you can buy it, let's say a limit order, so that if it does drop down to 14 and 10, I'd be putting buy limit orders into your exchange so that if it does hit those levels, you automatically buy them and the trading system will buy those assets on your behalf without you even having to be logged in. And that's a great way to play it because I think what we're going to see is potentially some flash drops where it drops down for really quick, but you don't ever have a chance to buy it when it hits those levels because somebody comes in and buys it and you know props it back up. So those are my thoughts in terms of continued buying. Over the long haul, guys, my thesis has not changed. Bitcoin and Ethereum and the crypto market is some point going to be a 10, 20, 30 trillion dollar asset class. It's absolutely going to happen. But again and again, as I've said, you know, you don't want to borrow against your crypto. You don't want to borrow money to buy crypto. We don't even need to use really big position sizing means how much you actually put into each coin. We're so early in the adoption of this asset class that over time, even a small uniform position sizes, well-chosen, good, valuable projects that have good, clear use cases, that is going to work out really well over the next five to 10 years. Yes, some of them will go to zero. Some of them will go down 90% before going back up 50,000%. That's the nature of this asset class. And if you can be rational and not too greedy, it will change your life. So right now, we're, what we're dealing with are the after effects of some passive greed. We're going to see a lot of negative articles in the news. We're going to see the regulators starting to get crazy. I'll tell you this right now, for all the centralized players in crypto, we should have regulation. I'm all for it. If you're going to be custodying my money, custodying client funds, you better be regulated. So that is going to change. Now, if we look at the actual true decentralized finance protocols, the area of the market, which is the one that I really care about, the one that's been thriving and been growing. Yes, there have been problems there, but the way those protocols are designed, the problems cannot get out of control. You can't borrow more than whatever the smart contract says. You can borrow and the smart contract makes sure that everything is sufficiently collateralized. So you don't have these death spirals that end up with huge debts and us, the customers, paying the price. So yes, you do have market risk in DeFi. That's called the crypto market dropping. That's fine. I'll deal with market risk. But I don't like the centralized holders of my capital. I don't like them making stupid decisions and then and me trusting humans 
And then they do something really dumb that costs all of us our assets. And by note, I did not have any assets on the FTX network. I did have some on Celsius. The majority of my funds have been on Coinbase, Nexo, and I also had them on a decentralized wallet called MyEther Exchange or MyEther Wallet. And that uh, I feel very comfortable with those wallets. I feel Coinbase has 0% exposure. I think Nexo, from what I've read from them, I'm satisfied. I feel that they don't have any exposure to this whole mess. So I feel pretty comfortable there. And then any money that you have in a DeFi decentralized wallet, those are very, very safe. The only danger to those is you. If you forget your crypto key, your seed phrase, which is that you know 12 or 16 word seed phrase that you need to know and write down and remember and save. And if you lose it, you lose access to all of your funds. So that's, that's the risk there is you in decentralized finance. But I would have some of my money on those exchanges just because it's incredibly, incredibly safe. So why is Bitcoin down? Why is Ethereum down? It's all because of these leveraged borrowers. And we don't know how much money they use to, you know, kind of gamble, speculate, over leverage on Bitcoin. We just don't know how much they borrowed against their Ethereum positions. We do know on the DeFi decentralized finance protocols because everything is on chain. But for these private trading firms and decentralized financial providers like Celsius, like FTX, like Coinbase, well, Coinbase is public, so we do know what they're doing, but the rest of them, no, we don't. So what we've learned from regulation is that, and this is coming down the pipe, is that it looks like a pendulum. It'll be swinging in one direction, then it'll swing back in the other, and it'll finally find an equilibrium. Again, the whole point of DeFi in crypto is to remove trust from the equation, to provide a marketplace or provide an asset that I can trade, borrow against, do all these different things, but not have to rely on a centralized third party. That's the foundational philosophy of crypto. Now, the problem is decentralized trading isn't really where it needs to be in terms of speed and cost and ease of use of, of simplicity for the customer. And so we're still going to have to use centralized brokers until the DeFi exchanges improve their technology and improve the simplicity and the accessibility of their interfaces. So if you can, I strongly urge you to take possession of your own crypto. And if you do that, you do have to be very careful. You can't store your seed phrase or your access keys on your computer. If you write them down, you've got to have several copies because this is your money. If you lose the password or you lose your seed phrase, like I said, that's it. The money's gone. So rest assured, you guys, the sun will shine again in the crypto space. And this is giving us all an incredible buy-in opportunity. Remember, the biggest wealth, the biggest money is made is in times of crisis. There's times when there's blood in the streets. There's times when fear is at an all-time high. And that's what we currently have going on in the crypto and in the stock markets. How low do things like Bitcoin and Ethereum go? I mean, it's really hard to predict. If the amount of hidden debt is big enough, we could potentially see a $12,000 price on Bitcoin. You've got to be emotionally prepared for that. Will that definitively happen? I don't have any idea. It certainly could. You could see Ethereum trade below 800. It could go down to 600. You know, again, it really depends on the amount of forced selling that there is in the market. And right now, incredibly impossible for me or anyone to predict because we don't know the different layers of borrowing that have taken place among these private firms. So what do you do? Well, you don't need to do anything. This has to work its way out. Whether it takes a month, three months, six months, 
These forced liquidations have to take place. And I still just buy Bitcoin whenever it's weak. So again, I have multiple points where I go in, I buy a certain amount of Bitcoin, and then I have a certain amount of money for opportunistic buys. When Bitcoin gets knocked down like we saw yesterday and like we saw today, right now I'm going to wait because clearly there are going to be more forced sellers. And if there are going to be more forced sellers, then there's no rush. I'll just be patient. Let those forced sellers come in and let's see how much damage that they do. But the long story is just keep doing the best that you can to stay focused on what you can control. Make sure that you're focused in on growing your own business, that you're increasing the income that you earn, that you're living below your means. You're going to be buying great assets with that excess cash that you're saving and then just holding them for long periods of time. You want to buy great assets and hold them. And trust me, there is nothing wrong with these assets. There's nothing absolutely wrong with the structure of these assets. This all has to do with external factors, not the actual crypto algorithms themselves. So crypto is going to do whatever it does. It's like a wild bucking bronco. There's nothing we can do while it's bucking like crazy. And eventually it'll buck all the idiots out of this space. <laughs> it'll form a bottom and it'll pave the way for the next bull market, which should occur sometime going into later next year as we start prepping up for the next Bitcoin halving, which is going to be in 2024. But this is not changing any long-term five-year to 10-year plays on the crypto space. This is absolutely going to work itself out. Crypto will absolutely be here five years from now. It's proven its resilience over the last decade. If it were ever going to go out, it would have happened many, many years ago. Crypto is not going anywhere. Go get the book, The Bitcoin Standard. If you have not read it yet, you definitely want to understand this new form of sound money that has all four characteristics of sound money. The only type of money that has ever had all four characteristics. Guys, have a great day. Here we go. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges, and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.